Before we go into today's episode, we wanted to let you know that some of the topics talked about may not be suitable for younger listeners. Please be advised. This year, we saw the inauguration of the first female vice president, and it was a perfect day to speak with, with writer Marta Breen, author of the graphic novel Fearless Females. Breen is an accomplished Norwegian writer who focuses on feminism and all of the trials and successes women have had around the globe. Women have been courageous and fierce throughout the world, and Breen brings their stories to life through thoughtful research and witty writing. Along with illustrator Jenny Jordhell, their books highlight women and all of their triumphs. So please, join us as we talk bravery and determination. Not all, but some. <laughs> um, so I definitely don't want to take up a lot of your time, um, okay. but I want to like dive right in because yep. um, I read this book and it was one of those that like, I read it and I was like, hmm. And then I read it again. And I really, really liked it because I learned about women that I already knew about, but then I learned about women that I never even like heard of. And yeah. it made me really start to look at what women have accomplished mm -hmm. over like the decades and like centuries, basically. Yes. Um, so I want to dive right in because um, you are, a, you're an author of several books yeah. Um, yeah. and featuring women and the success. And um, in some cases also like some of the the failures of women too, but mostly the successes of them and what they've been able to accomplish. So how did you get into writing and focusing on this, like the feminist movement basically? Yes, um, it's, um, well, it's difficult to know where to start, but um, I grew up in a family uh, who uh, were, were the, with a political um, interest. My mother was part of the feminist movement in the 1970s in Norway. Okay. So uh, for me, it, it was never that one moment where I understood that I was a feminist. Or, uh, it's always been around me. Right. And then um, uh, the, uh, the more I, I read about the history of the feminist movement, both uh, internationally and also the Norwegian history, uh, I um, understood that this, these stories, they are not very well known, uh, as you say yourself. But m many people don't know about the female pioneers in their own country. Yeah. And, um, and that's uh, because I was a journalist at that time. Uh, I, was, uh, I was a journalist in the late 90s, early 2000s. And then so I, I did write uh, several articles about these themes. And then uh, I was m just more and more uh, excited because there was yeah. so many stories that mm, no people didn't know about. And then uh, my first book um, came out in 2006, and that was um, uh, I was working as a music journalist in a Norwegian yeah. newspaper at the time. And then uh, and this book was about 
women in the Norwegian pop and rock music uh, business uh, in uh, throughout the history. And then, um, then I did um, when I wrote that particular book uh, something. Um, um, I, I had this epiphany because um, very many of the women that I uh, interviewed for the book, they had very similar stories, even, uh, even if they were um, uh, in the music industry in the 1950s and 60s or uh, at uh, the present time, uh, they, they all told uh, some, some similar, had some similar experiences of being reduced to their gender by the music industry and by the media. They all, um, they told me that journalists uh, kept asking them uh, more personal questions, more questions about uh, their um, uh, marriages or kids or non-kids or uh, about their uh, physical image, appearance, uh, looks uh, and so on. Uh, all these things that the male musicians did not have to talk about. Right. Uh, so, uh, and I did think that this was uh, this was because the music industry in itself is very male dominated. Yes. And then I understood later on that this was mechanisms that appear all over uh, when women go out in the public as uh, politicians or uh, athletes or uh, artists. Um, these uh, things occur right. so uh, so then um, that opened the whole my eyes uh, so so that i did see uh, I, I understood that there are so many books to be to be yeah. written and then uh, yeah i yeah i mean it's because it, i was reading up on um some of your other work and I was able to read some excerpts of from of your over the books mm -hmm. and um it really did strike me that this was uh, like the female artist um really have been in some ways judged on a lot of times their appearance over their sound and what their message is back in like you know when it first started even even today's standards too like it's still yeah. like how are you going to get that audience to like notice you and look at you um, over how they're going to hear you? Um, so in able to read some of your work, I was very much touched by and moved by how you focused in on the strength of the female artist and what their voice really is and what they're able to bring to the masses. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's um, those the, the you know in the movie industry it's still uh, it's uh, very um, divided. I think there's uh, seven out of ten movies they have a male protagonist or yeah. what you say a, a lead role, and then uh, the women often play a more of a supporting role. Right. And that that's. Uh, it's like that in uh, all history uh, writing and uh, in every aspect. So it's uh, important for me and also my illustrator Jenny Udall, uh, yeah. who have have been work I've worked with her for five uh, in five books. Um, that um, we just turn the roles. It's the yeah. women. Uh, they are the protagonists. They're, they're, it's their stories we focus on, and the male 
people may the, the the men in their lives they are also uh, often drawn uh, very small yes <laughs> uh, yes yeah and not so important <laughs> right no and i like that too like when i was looking at the drawings i was always saying i was always um taken by how strong the female character i mean now yes this is a book about females but yeah. how strong the female character is coming off and how like I don't want to use the word diminished, but you know how a little bit smaller the men yeah. are set yeah. to look because they're the ones still trying to hold them down. And it's yes. the woman going like, nope, I got the power now. So yeah. So it's, it's kind of optimistic as well. We, we are um, uh, working on a new book at, uh, right now, uh, Yenny and Me. Uh, it's coming out uh, in, in, the, in the autumn. Okay. And it's also, it's, uh, it's kind of a follow-up for uh, of Women in Battle or okay. Fairly Less right. Females, it's called in the, in the US. Uh, and um, it is, uh, it's called The Fall of the Patriarchy. Okay. And um, it, 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 it's a story about uh, sexism's history and how it's been, uh, how it, it has been since the, since uh, the ancient Egypt till up till today. Mm. And, but also it, it's very important for us uh, because there's of course many sad stories and, uh, and uh, uh, yeah, uh, and things to get angry about, but all but but we do focus on uh, the resistance and um, all these very cool ladies who has just yeah. uh, said fuck off to the patriarchy. <laughs> I like it. I like so, it. Yeah. Um. So you mentioned that you've worked um with, and I'm I'm am I saying Jenny or is it yeah. Yeah, okay. Jenny? Jenny. Okay. Um. You've worked with her on five books. How did you guys come to work together and make your stories the graphic form of it instead of yeah. just doing straight verse? Yeah, it 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 was um, it happened in uh, twenty fifteen. Okay. Um, I had uh, already written five or six books on my own, and uh, then uh, I started to work with uh, another writer. She's called Madeleine Schultz. Uh, we, uh, we we wanted to write a book for young uh, young adults about feminism right. because in 2015 uh, I, I believe um, well I do believe that we right now are in a new feminist wave in yes. the middle of a big feminist wave but in 2015 I didn't uh, I I wasn't quite sure because it was early on in this. Yeah. Um, Move, uh, new movement and uh, I uh, the, the so the book was um, we wanted to to give a guide to young people uh, in rhetoric re rhetoric uh, like yeah. how to respond when people say all this obvious um, stuff they say to feminists right like uh, well we, we do have equality what are you nagging about yeah. uh, and, and uh, feminists are uh, you're just uh, ugly or uh, jealous or or fat or something right uh, so 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 it was like uh, if people say this what can you answer and we gave them some some um, suggestions 
and uh, but we 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 felt that the book was lacking uh, in humor because it was important for us to to use humor and uh, and uh, because very many people believe that feminists uh, are are angry or don't don't yeah. have humor so so then uh, we we did we we had, um advertised um contest for uh, young uh, illustrators okay. to to send in some um, some feminist jokes <laughs> and then uh, we did get a lot of um, response uh, but uh, Jenny was in her a class of her own yeah. because she had been working uh, as an illustrator uh, for her own um, website and also been printed in a newspaper um, and she was uh, she's much younger than me I believe 13 years younger. Okay. Uh, so she was out of my sight. I hadn't uh, noticed her be before uh, she sent uh, sent us these pages. And then from that day, um, we just we clicked, and uh, we we do have very similar um, kind of humor, and also uh, we are engaged in the same kind of uh, themes. So yeah. uh, now we work together all the time <laughs> it was it was just the perfect like the perfect storm meeting up at the right time you guys yes, I, I have always wanted to write comics myself oh, okay um, always read comics uh, and i've uh, i'm a big fan of those uh, like you know those famous um, uh, comics like mouse of art mm -hmm. spiegelman yeah. uh, persepolis of mariana satrapi yes or, or, or these kinds so I, I i really wanted to do something like that but uh, yeah. i cannot draw at all it, <laughs> so it it was um i had almost given up because i had right. before tried to get some uh, someone to to draw for me but it's a big process you know because draw, drawing takes time mm -hmm. and you, you can't sit there and draw a lot of stuff for people who can't pay them right uh, and, uh, so um so uh, this was just happening at the right time when i had a contract for this book and everything was um uh, working it was just it was it was it was the perfect timing so yeah. so how is the process work then because a lot of the um the like the authors and illustrators that we talk with um they're doing both so the fact that you're writing all the prose and doing the research on these women and then jenny's coming in and doing the illustrations how do you guys blend like do you guys are able to like to sit down together and collaborate or is it like you give her some ideas and let her start sketching and then you meet back later like okay um <laughs> it's it's actually um... Uh, a bit boring uh, uh, process uh, to, to talk about because it's kind of, uh, I do almost write everything in advance. I, I do okay. the research, uh, it, um, I come up with, a, with an ID and I uh, I ask her, are you in? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she, she usually uh, is very enthusiastic. And then I uh, write the whole story. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I, I, um, also in the manuscript, I write uh, suggestions for the illustration all, okay. all, all, all around. And uh, also some suggestions for jokes or, uh, or, or ideas she can use. And then um, 
so uh, and then this manuscript goes to the editor okay. to for uh, so so that she doesn't have to draw things that uh, are not gonna be in the story and so. then she she does her part and luckily for me she is uh, she's quite at the, um, she has very many ideas on over her own and she has also very uh, she's funny so uh, the what i get back is much more it's funnier than what i gave to <laughs> <laughs> she comes she 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 uh, yeah uh, yeah. puts in her, her uh, personality and then when uh, and then I just kind of because it's always uh, gr great work uh, so I just fix a few things uh, right. I, so it's uh, so we all we, I usually we just meet up twice during a book oh, okay uh, yeah and then we are together um, afterwards right. uh, traveling talking about it showing uh, this uh, yeah Right. So we have been in very many different countries together, and uh, but uh, the process uh, in itself is just from different. And now in uh, this uh, Corona time, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it's very good that we don't have to meet all the time. Exactly. Yes. Definitely. Um, it's funny that you're that you mentioned like your humor because that was something that I found. I was like, I found myself giggling at mm -hmm. points throughout the book and it was based on like some of the images but then also just the way you were writing some of the way the women would be talking or how they would be responding to things and I would just find myself like should I be laughing right now like this is a serious topic I don't know if I should be laughing but I found myself being a little like giggly and so is like is that kind of like your way of like I don't want to say lightening the situation like the the story, but to bring a little more of like a human element to it. Absolutely, I I I, I do um, give a, very, a lot of speeches in Norway in Norwegian schools uh, about uh, both um, the the history of feminism, but also um, issues that are important for them uh, here and now, like. Uh, right. Uh, from I've talked a lot about the Me Too movement and uh, sexual harassment and right. also rape and uh, and how uh, women are pre presented um, uh, and sexualized in in commercial um, industries. Yeah. So uh, and th these are of course very um, uh, serious uh, subjects, uh, but uh, but it's very easy also to to. Um, make humor out of it and it, I, I believe that if you get people to laugh it is so much easier to to um, also deliver uh, a message absolutely uh, you, you people say that you open open up people uh, people get open up when you when they laugh yeah. and then you can show your message d down their throat <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like feeding a baby <laughs> yes and i i do i like that because yeah you find people are a little more receptive to yeah humor and yeah. if you bring it in that way they are able mm -hmm. to hear your voice a little bit more i feel so yeah that's why and, i and loved it so that's the way we are going in the that new book we are working uh, that i mentioned um uh the, follow the patriarchy right uh, 
I think it's the most humorous thing we have done because it's very easy to make jokes about Aristoteles and uh, uh, all these uh, philosophers and yeah. all these uh, uh, um, pretentious uh, uh, cultural guys uh, from throughout the history and Sigmund Freud and they they said so many silly things about oh, yeah. women and uh, now we are uh, they, they um, yeah we are uh, teasing them. I love it. <laughs> so you said you worked on this one for, for young adults. Um, yeah, that was the, it, it was called the F word, the book, the first book we, <laughs> we, we wrote together. Yes. I love it. Um, so how did you go about picking these women that you focused on? Um, yeah, especially for females. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, it's uh, we try to to cover the world in a yeah. small. So, so of course, uh, most women are not uh, um, in it, uh, or most of these um, great fem uh, feminists. Uh, so, um, we had to 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 make this um, uh, what you call. Um, election uh we had to focus on some stories right and then we we did um we, we divided the book into three sections yeah uh, which are what we believe is the main uh focuses in the um, women's movement throughout history and it's uh for for the first is the fight for um to be fin financially independent, yeah. economic independence, because uh, if you don't have um, education or uh, access to work, you are you have you are dependent on a man. Right. And today, um, in in the world today, uh, actually more than seventy percent of uh, all women in the world are still not uh, independent in that way. So it's an ongoing fight. Yeah. And the, the other thing we focused on is to be part of democracy, to be part, to, to be able to vote in uh, political elections. And uh, the third part, the part is uh, to uh, be uh, in, to able to control your own body. So it's yeah. the story of uh, pre preven preventives and, and uh, abortion. Um, so uh, when we had decided on these three main subjects, the, uh, then the stories came uh, like uh, to us because we knew that um, we have to start uh, with the uh, we have to work with the organization of the women's movement right. because people uh, women have been uh, talking about these subjects since the middle age yeah uh, some women uh, all, all around the world but uh, nothing happened before uh, women started to organize right. and that's why we started the whole thing in the u.s because that was where the organization organized women's movement started okay. in 1848 and then it was also very natural to to make this link with the anti-slavery movement because these women were actually all part of the anti-slavery movement and then uh, so that that's why we have uh, so you know truth i don't know how you ex uh, express it yeah. 
pronounce it now or uh, pronounce it uh, sorry sorry i am um, i'm not used to speaking no English. no no you're doing great you're doing okay. great <laughs> and also uh, of course harriet tubman and and those women are a uh, natural part of the story and elizabeth cady stanton lucretia mott and, uh, and uh, susan b anthony so that was uh, the start and then um when we focused on the uh, vote uh, the movement for uh, women's vote it was very natural to go to england because right. this gets where are the main um, that's that's the most uh, interesting story in that battle and then um also again back to us when it was uh, when we talked about margaret sanger mm -hmm. uh, and the fight for uh, the preventives uh it was also very important for us to to tell some stories about the Middle East, and then uh, so I did um, in my research. I asked a few uh, um, uh, researchers, professionals, uh, who, which story is uh, most important from the eighteen hundreds uh, from the Middle East, and then many of them uh, said this the same name uh, of Ad Tahrir yeah. from. Persia. So then I decided to to um, write about her and also, of course, Malala to, right. to, to connection to uh, today. To today's kids, yeah. Yes. So um, and uh, when it was uh, um, the the working class women, uh, the story of the, um, uh, the of that movement, uh, it was natural to go to Germany and Clara Setkin because she right. was kind of the leader of that movement in in europe uh but uh again because i, I talk a lot about my new book because i'm uh, yeah, very you're into in it, it. you're in it so yeah. <laughs> and because when i wrote uh, uh, fearless females i had no idea that it was going to be sold to 28 countries as uh, it's uh, all around the world and then uh, i also got invited i have been uh, talking to uh, feminists in brazil and in Serbia and in Russia right. and all over. So uh, now I am um, much more, um, uh, I have done much more uh, uh, international research because uh, we do want this book to be relevant all over, right. also in the Southeast Asia and in Africa. Right. So we have, uh, we, we have now um, kind of a poster in the middle of the book with 50, um pioneer, female uh, pioneers in in um, in the movement um from all over the country, all over the world it's right. from ukraine and uganda and uh, and uh, spain and all over because uh, i hope that uh, people will find their maybe one of their heroines in in the book i i think it's great that you are able to go all over the world with this subject in this topic and meet these women uh because honestly like i didn't know of some of these names like i said before i didn't know who some of these women were i knew of these movements but i didn't know the big players or the big names so this was like a total history lesson for me that i was like i'm learning about like you know who i am as a woman in a sense yeah. um and i'm learning so much more about people that i already knew but now i'm like wow, like their story was even more intense than I thought it was, you know, yeah, when you yeah. first read it. Um, yeah. 
So the fact that you could touch on so many different areas of the world and different women and how women have faced so many similar issues yeah. at different times, even yeah. um, it's incredible. Like that it yeah. was done this way. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's um, I, I, you know, when I have been traveling, um, I um, meet so many well-educated uh, smart women like yourself that, tells me the same thing that they haven't heard about their own local heroines uh, so uh, I was in um, in England and uh, I was so I was so lucky I, I got to, to teach um, and, uh, it was a, 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 a girls school uh, actually I didn't know they'd still had the <laughs> that like yeah all girls school, <laughs> all girls school. but uh, they were um, 15 years old the girls and uh, I got to, to to, to have this lecture about suffragettes and they um, they hadn't they, they have had had uh, heard about it but they didn't know what it was about right and uh, just to be able to teach them about their own um, uh, yeah and, and I also did that in in Germany uh, talked to German kids about Clara Setkin yeah they had actually never heard about her uh, very interested and also in in Russia where I talked about Alexandra Kolontai which was a very important uh, Russian feminist yeah. uh, she was uh, so extremely ahead of her time uh, she was part of the um, uh, revolution in 1917 and after the revolution in 1917 she uh, was a social minister and she um, made abortion legal uh, and we're talking about uh, it's very it's a, very many years ago. It was long before Stalin. He he removed everything she had uh, uh, yeah. made. But also, the, uh, women could um, keep their uh, jobs even though they were pregnant, and they could also they could have um, free time to to nurse their kids, and all these things that didn't occur uh, happen in other countries before the 1960s and 70s. Right. It was in Russia in uh, in 1917 uh, because of this woman. Because of this so, one woman. Yeah, it's it's incredible that. Um, it, it, like, again, I'm still learning, like you're, you're telling me this, I'm still learning this. And it's just, it, it blows my mind that I'm like, that these women had like, were so strong and so resilient and so just determined. And it really does speak to the characters of um, just how how determined you can be if you're fighting for a cause you truly believe in. Absolutely. So um, that's what I, I did uh, write a, a book um, without drawings. It, it came out earlier, in, uh, uh, just a year ago. Uh, it's called How to Be a Feminist, or in Norwegian, How to Be a Scandinavian Feminist, because <laughs> I write about the Scandinavian right. uh, project. Um, and uh, in that book, I have a chapter uh, with the title uh, Don't. Um, dare to be i think it's called dare to be unpopular uh, and uh, i quote uh, emma goldman who was a mm -hmm. uh, feminist from uh, uh, from europe actually but she lived in in uh, the U us okay. and uh, she said uh, she, she she had this wonderful um, saying that 
uh, all uh, progress uh, in the world, even uh, um, if we're talking about um, the slaves that uh, are uh, have uh, fought for their freedom or the women who have fought for the right to their own souls. Uh, it, it's been uh, pushed forward by people who dare, uh, who, um, dare to be unpopular. Um, and and uh, so that's, um, I think uh, for uh, when you are Norwegian or American and, um, and in a safe uh, spot, it's very easy to say to other people that you should be braver or, right. or to be unpopular. In some countries, of course, being brave is, uh, it can cost you everything. Yes. But that's even more important uh, it, that we who are uh, in a safe environment that we actually uh, dare to to take up the, um, the fight right because, uh, in many countries uh, just uh, talking about homosexuality for example can uh, get you in prison yeah and when i was in russia it, i met several women who talked about that that they were in their 20s and they said that I am. I will never come out of the closet, as we say. Uh, they 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 would never dare to do that. Uh, and also, the book, the uh, uh, fearless females, is in Russia. It's sold with um, a, uh, with plastic wrapping around it, uh, and a big sticker where it says eighteen. You have to be show ID oh. that you are over the age of eighteen to buy the book in in uh, Russia because we write about the homosexuality. Wow. Oh, wow. Like, so you have like a, like the, the, you have a warning label on your book. You're yeah. like, wow. <laughs> you should probably sell more books. <laughs> I know. Right. You got like, that's how you have to like put a sticker on everything like that. Yeah, like yeah. people will be like, wait, I want that one now. <laughs> so you just spoke about it right now. And you also write it in the like the prologue to Fearless Females, um, that the history of feminism focuses on progress. Mm. Um, how do you see these last, I wanna say like five years mm. in the progress of feminism and women coming into their own again, I almost wanna say. Like we're yeah. finding different ways to keep reinventing ourselves and recoming to the forefront so how do you feel um the movements have been going for women yeah it's it's um it's very complicated because uh, uh, in some areas things are moving fast forward and in some areas things are going the other way uh, right. it's going backwards so um but uh, as i said uh, earlier i do believe that we are in the middle of a new feminist movement because uh, when we, uh, if we look a bit back to the 1980s, 1990s, uh, feminism was not uh, on uh, the agenda, no. and very many people um, they were kind of uh, critical to the, the to the 70s movement as well. It, 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 uh, very many people talked about the 70s move, movement as something that had gone too far or uh, we, uh, something we are uh, we do not want to touch anymore because right. of all this uh, and so so and now it's not like that at all i believe there's a new generation of women who are proud of their mothers and grandma grandmothers yep. proud of the history and uh, and uh, who dares to call themselves 
feminist and me too of course was a very very important part of this uh, Absolutely. the the whole um uh, consciousness uh, about uh, about these issues the the um, the language we which we talk about these issues everything just moved fast in the right direction uh, when it especially when it comes to sexual harassment and those uh, issues so that is very um, uh, a very positive thing at, uh, at the same time um, in very many countries today uh, we have uh, um, patriarchal leaders seizing power, like uh, you, you've just got uh, rid of the worst, one of the worst in, in the US. <laughs> also in uh, Brazil, Bolsonaro, we have in, in Europe, uh, yeah. Orban in Hungary, we have the same system in Poland, mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and in Russia, of course, and in many of these, many of these countries, um, women are losing rights. Uh, LHBT movement is losing rights. Uh, in, in Poland, actually, they just forbid uh, right. abortions. Uh, so um, the, the, this is a, it's very scary. Uh, and uh, it's not only uh, women's rights and gay rights. It's mm -hmm. also democracy uh, is uh, under pressure because uh, of these um, very... Uh, um, they're uh, yeah, these patriarchs. <laughs> right. So yeah, uh, I... so, uh, but also uh, there was a good good news from Latin America um, recently. Uh, women in Argentina just uh, received their rights to have safe abortions uh, just this last month. Right. And you also see uh, there's a, a big um, um, there's lots of demonstrations uh, in in latin america and also now in in uh, yeah what do you call it Vita Russland. um belarus 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 yeah belarus yep. uh, about, uh, against lukashenko so yes. the, 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 all these things are happening at the same times same time so uh, we, we cannot we can never just relax and think that oh it's going in the right direction we right just have to, to trust it but but because if we lean back the, the uh, patriarchal system will uh, you lose the momentum yeah. almost yeah i find it very um timely that i am interviewing you on today of all days for America right now when we are um, seeing our first female vice president. Um, so it is, I, I find this to be like the perfect, like the perfect day to do this interview. Um, and on that, because I do teach, um, what, what would be something that you would, and when you go to the schools and you talk to students, what is something that you say to these girls? that like what is like the one message you really want to try to impart on them the most yeah it's um uh one uh, i have over already mentioned the one thing that uh, you have to be brave uh, because yeah. uh, there's so many people who are who are not able to be as brave as they want right so uh, so just uh, to be um, being norwegian uh, you are so privileged 
uh, they are, um, uh, I believe Norway is actually uh, number two uh, on the rank yeah. for uh, equality in the world. And we have, we have stayed in, in those, um, in the top of that um, rank for ages. So, uh, and uh, of course, young girls in Norway, they maybe they don't think so much about that uh they it's they think they take their rights for granted yeah and, uh, and that's why i show that in many countries who are not far away country, countries in uh, our part of europe yeah uh, uh, girls like them also believe that uh, things cannot change and everything is fine and then suddenly it's not right so just to 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 make sure that um they um uh, are aware of that and uh, that uh, they are also proud of their uh, or the history or the women was uh, because nothing came for free many i believe that very many norwegians believe that these things just happened that yeah. uh, equality was something that was given to them by the authorities or by men but every little step has been fought for by women Right. Uh, women who has lost uh, very much in that fight personally and that's why we have to honor them I love it and I think that that is the perfect message to send to not only young girls but to adult women as well because it is never too late in your life to fight for something you believe in and to stand up for something you feel is not being met that you think that there is something that needs to change and that you can always go and do that um so like i said i don't want to take up all of your time yep. today um i know it's it's getting a little late for you but <laughs> a little later in the day but um i do want to say thank you so much this was um i'm so glad i was finally able to connect with you yeah yeah absolutely uh, this book really did open my eyes to a whole cast of women that I didn't know about. And I am thankful that I got to meet them um, through your work and through Jenny's work and get to know their story and everything that they stood for and fought for. So. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was very fun to talk to you. <laughs> uh, I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day. Um, and I so look forward to your next book. Um, I'm, I'm so excited for it right now. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you. All right. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us. And thank you to Marta Green for speaking with me about the bravery of women and their fight for equal rights and a voice at the table. You can follow Marta on Twitter at Marta Breen, and you can find her books at your local bookseller. You can follow us on Twitter at Amongst the Books underscore podcast and on Instagram at Amongst the Books podcast. You can also find us wherever you listen to your podcast and be sure to rate and review us. Our theme music was written, performed, and produced by Jake Thistle. Thank you again. And until next time, we hope you're staying safe, staying happy, and keep reading.